Chapter 1 Jenny Thursday, 6th of November It was the same motorbike. She knew before she even saw it. There was something tinny about the sound of it, a high-pitched whine underneath the regular thrum and growl of the engine. She checked the rear-view mirror as he rounded the corner and came into view. Neon orange bike, rider dressed all in black. Dark helmet, reflective visor pulled down. Definitely the same one. He followed her until they reached Grand Rue, like he'd done every morning that week. As she stopped at the yellow line indicating to turn right, towards town, he undertook her and peeled off to the left, towards L'Encresse. It was like that on Guernsey. You ran into the same people all the time. There was a joke about it. Something about 60,000 people clinging to a rock. At 24 square miles, it wasn't quite a rock, but it was not far off. There was something unsettling, though, about this bike. Something threatening. She followed it. She kept her distance until she reached the crossroads at Longcress. To the left, the road ran wide and straight to St. Sampson's. Ahead, a narrow track led to the rubbish dump at Montcuet. To the right were the common and the sea. The rider looked over his shoulder as she drew up behind him at the yellow line, and although she could only see the reflection of her own car in his visor, Jenny felt sure that he was smiling at her, goading her. He revved the bike's engine. Fumes poured out of the exhaust. He turned back to face the road and then released his brake, swerving dangerously as he headed towards the sea, tires screeching one last glance in her direction before he disappeared from view. She was gripping the steering wheel so tightly her fingers hurt and her hands were sweating. She was being ridiculous. It was probably just some kid showing off. There was no reason for anyone to be following her. Not here. She wiped her hands on her jeans, opened a window to let in a rush of cool air, swung the car around and headed to work. The drive into town took her south along the coast. The beaches on this side of the island were rocky, swathes of smooth black pebbles in place of sand, the odd larger rocks protruding from amongst them. Their peaks stained green and white with seaweed and dried birdshit. Boys marking crab and lobster pots dotted the sea, their bright red surfaces faded to a milky pink by years of sunlight. Closer to shore, small fishing boats bobbed about, clanking and creaking against their dock lines. The Lady Catherine, Margot's Dream, grand names at odds with the humble appearance of the weather-battered vessels, hulls peeling and streaked with rust. Across the channel, the sky was cloudless, weak rays of early November sunshine promising a fine day ahead. A brisk breeze whipped at the sea's surface, sending spray over the wall and onto the windscreen of her car. As she approached St. Sampson's, the traffic became heavier, the rural lanes of the Vale, her home parish, giving way to the car-clogged roads of the town. She drove, stop-start, one eye on the clock, towards Bulwer Avenue, 
and St. Peter Port, past a mismatched strip of offices and apartment blocks. New crimes against architecture stood next to the faded remains of grand hotels, now empty, and waiting to be converted into more offices and apartment blocks. Or, as the developers hoarding crowed, luxury condominiums with sweeping views of the English Channel and the islands of Herm and Sark. Nice if you could afford it, which she couldn't. She'd thought London was expensive until she'd moved back and found out the best she could get here was a pokey bedsit in a dilapidated house on one of the least salubrious streets in town. Which was why, 18 months after she'd returned, and at the grand old age of nearly 30, she was back in her old bedroom, living with her mum. The traffic